So here's the thing. We're already at almost an hour and we've only gotten through the top five seats. So what we're going to do is for seeds six through 16, since it'll take so long, we'll just keep running down the picks and we'll just give like our 30 second to 45 second ramble on why we picked this team. And unless there's any egregious pick, we could just keep plowing through. Because if not, we're going to unfortunately be here for six hours. And we love the NBA, but not for a six-hour podcast. That would kill the listeners. Yes. So, so that, that leaves then – that, Colin, that leaves you on the board now to do, all, to do our beginning our six seeds here. All right. Uh, how about the 97 Bulls? Okay. Uh, our 96-97, that's peak Chicago basketball. Um, you know, Jordan and Pippen were still doing their thing. Obviously, you got Rodman, Coach, the whole band of brothers. Uh, you know, similar deal with 96, only they're not quite as good, but still a team I would take even against some of the higher seeds. All right. So, Colin, you're next on the board. Or, uh, Micah, sorry about that. I'll pick yeah, again. So... I mean... <laughs> okay. Yeah, you might want to pick again, but at the same time, I will use my time wisely. I'm, I'm going to go <laughs> – Okay. Now I'm going to start to get into the meat of the San Antonio Spurs, which I realize is a team that we have really yet to fully utilize. I'm going to go with the 06-07 team, which is by far their best in terms of their playoff win percentage as well as their dominance from start to finish. That was a team that throughout all regular season and postseason minutes when they had Duncan Parker and Ginobili on the floor were a plus 13.8 per 100. This was one of the typical top-level Greg Popovich teams, as well as they had three really good shooters coming off the bench, that, or as well as starting Bruce Bowen, Brent Berry, and Michael Finley. They had two of the top three shooters in terms of guys that took at least 200 threes that season in Bruce Bowen and Brent Berry. Both of them were going to be all-time defensive players as well as great shooters. So you have those two going for you outside of just the fact that they had their top three. This was not quite as squeaky clean in terms of their playoff resume, which is why they weren't near the top of this entire board. But they're a team that also only faced one Excuse me. They only faced one seven-game series, as well as the fact that they swept an NBA Finals. So, regardless of who they faced, this was going to be one of the teams that had to make it. That leaves me next with the pick, and I'm going to go with the surprise team here. Uh, you can argue they're a little overrated, but I think the 08-09 Cavs. Uh, you have oh, peak LeBron. We we've only picked one Cavs. We've only yeah peak LeBron. This team could have made the NBA Finals, but the Magic decided to shoot above like 45% from three this in that series. So it was ridiculous. But Boston, Kevin Garnett's out. Like Cleveland could have made a run. It, w- it was one of LeBron's – it was arguably LeBron's best single season for, uh, statistically. It was, But it was athletically his best by far. So I'm going to go with uh, the 08-09 Cavs is on my board. So yeah, Colin, you know, we've never seen humans fly, but LeBron came the closest to that that year. I mean, his <laughs> – Talk about what Zion can do jumping out the gym. We talk about what all these guys can do jumping, but nobody realizes there's a 6'8 freight train, you know, getting his head above the rim when he goes to dunk. I mean, this was the year where LeBron, I think, had his most vertical pop. Yeah. So, Colin, you're next on the board for the last six-seed pick. All right. Let's go back to the Spurs. Let's go 2003. Um, You know, this was, I think, Duncan's peak season. 
obviously Parker and Ginobili were there as well. You, the big three Spurs, you got Bowen as well. Uh, this was a Spurs team that could defend, obviously, but offensively, they were one of the more underrated teams in the league as well. You know, they're, they didn't quite move the ball like the 14 Spurs did, and they didn't have that Kawhi Leonard isolationist, but Tim Duncan was just that good in the post. I mean, he... You know, his entire arsenal on the low block, he can spin around and bank one off the glass. You know, he can go up and under. He can catch lobs. He can play the pick and roll. He can pass. He can shoot the rare long jumper. This Spurs team maybe deserves to be a little bit higher, but within the complexion of this entire bracket, I'm comfortable putting them as a six seed. And that means that that's only three Spurs teams. It was 07, 03, and then... 13-14. So, yeah. So, we still got one more Spurs team left. This kicks off the seven seeds. This team can't go any further. Give me the 66-67 Philadelphia 76ers. <laughs> Wilt, Billy Cunningham. This was the one team in the 60s that could beat Russell at his apex. Uh, you had Wilt actually be like a, a, like a willing passer to commit to defense and unselfishness. It was Wilt's best year. Yeah, Wilt's, sure. Wilt's best statistical season and like just... Uh, shall we say team-friendly season? So I'm going to go with them, and that means we also have now two Sixers teams taken off the board, or or two left to be taken, uh, theoretically. So, uh, Micah, you're up next. Okay, so the next team that I'm going to go to, I don't know if this is really an out-of-left-field pick or just the fact that we haven't really gone with them yet, but I think you get a four all-star team in the 72-73 Knicks at this point. Yeah, because it was it was Reed, it was Frazier, Monroe. They had Jerry Lucas on the team as well as Dave, Dave, De- Dave DeBusha, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, so this is a team that it's pretty boring and you don't really have any all-time superstar on the team, but this is also a team that made it through a gauntlet all the way to, to get to the finals as well as they dominated in the NBA finals. And... They beat Jerry West and his Lakers there. So they're also a team that won for the second time in three years. I think that this team is about as strong in terms of a mid-level team in this NBA champions list that you can possibly get. So like the that's pi- my team. I like the pick, honestly. Uh, Colin, does that leave you with the next pick? It does. It yeah. does. And I'm going to go with one out of left field. And you have full disclosure. Full disclosure this is my one time to make a homer pick if you will so for the first time the trailblazers will yes. make it onto the bracket i'm gonna go with the 1977 bill walton led portland trailblazers and the thing about this team that you guys might not understand is bill walton at this bill walton first of all one of the top 15 peaks of all time we're talking about at the apex of their powers bill walton's right there top 15 but this team was a well-oiled machine especially on defense. I mean, this was, you know, I can't name five or ten defenses that were better than the Blazers were this season, and it was mostly because of Bill Walton, but you've got guys like Twardzik, Maurice Lucas, Lloyd Neal, Larry Steele, uh, Bob Gross. I mean, you've got so much flexibility, so many different guys that can help on the back line, and then you've got Bill Walton at the center of it all. And then offensively, they were built around Bill Walton as a passing hub as well. He kind of revolutionized the center position in a way because he helped, you know, pave the way for guys who were not necessarily good scorers at the center position, but who could 
make up for it with their passing and ability to maximize the off-ball movement they had. And of course, Dr. Jack Ramsey, may he rest in peace, drew up one of the best offensive systems to maximize, you know, maybe the lack of front-end superstar offensive talent. But they had the defense to show for it. They had the system to back it up. And they came down from 2-0 down against the Dr. J-led Sixers team in the finals to win the first championship in Blazers history. I love that pick. They were up on my board. So that leaves me up with the last pick for the seven seeds. I'm going to go with a team that this is part of my teams that are iconic and could struggle in the playoffs. But I actually think they match up pretty well against a lot of these uh, these former Lakers teams, shall we say. Let's do the 03-04 Pistons. Best defensive team of the 2000s. If you're talking like I need them to win a seven-game series... This team just has the defense and the versatility and enough offense to pull it off. They're not going to go far in this tournament just because they lack the stu- the superstar power. But for the value of them being a, a top-half team, if you put them in 2022, they're still going to be good defensively. They're still going to be able to kill you with floor spacing. Uh, ben Wallace can be a rim runner. Like This team has got some value. So I'm going to go with the 0304 Pistons. Uh, Colin, that leaves you next on the board with the eight seeds. All right. So... You know, this is a team. This is this will be. The, well, you already picked the 09 Cavs, so I guess this isn't necessarily a big deviation. But for the second time, I'll take a team that didn't even make the finals in their specific year, and I'm going to take the 2018 Rockets. Oh yeah, here we go. So much went wrong for that team that was just so far outside the realm of possibilities. I mean, it's like when Doctor Strange is in Avengers: Infinity War, and they're like. Yo, how many possibilities are there that yeah, yeah. <laughs> one? Like, it was that one off chance that everything blew up in the Rockets' face that kept them from winning a title that year. But, you know, obviously Harden was at the peak of his powers. If not, I mean, he was even better the years after. But still, Harden was at an MVP level. Chris Paul, let me tell you something. Chris Paul was, among everybody I talked to in high school, regarded as a top 10 player that year. So you got two guys, in my opinion, who were top 10 players in the league that year. Uh, One of them getting the short end of the stick because of injuries and everything going wrong. Um, You know, I think Harden and Chris Paul alone make this team worth picking here. Um, And I think they deserve a lot more respect. And honestly, I could have picked them even higher. I could have made them a six seed if I really wanted to. This team, you know. I love it. All right. Micah, you're on the board. I like the pick. Me too. I'm go with another team who is a defending champion, as well as a team that took their foot off of the gas pedal in the regular season. They're also a team that are the first team ever to have won three straight series clinching games on the road, and that's the 1994-95 Rockets. Yes, they were. Th- that team is the love of my life. They were next my next pick. I love it. They're, <laughs> they're basically a darling team in this because they, on paper have all the tools really to upset any of these teams. Oh, yeah. Kenny the Jet, Mario, Eli, as well as some of the other shooters that they have in their depth realm. Not to mention the fact that they have one of, if not the best, versions of Hakeem, and they also have Clyde Drexler on this team. So you have the big as well as the floor spacing guard that can slash, can shoot jump shots, is smooth near the rim. You have the one, you have your alpha as well as your second tier star so all of those boxes are checked essentially for that level of a star and then 
Now, on top of that, they're also a team that was the lowest seeded ever to win an NBA championship. They were a six seed, but I don't think that that necessarily takes away from their ability to overcome because as we saw, they were a team that made it through the Jazz, Spurs, and the Suns, not only in just the Western Conference before they ran into the Knicks in the NBA Finals, who also took them seven. So they won three separate clinching games, do-or-die games, on the road. Let's go. So you have about as good of a chance as any with Hakeem. I, I love this pick at the value. I'm going to go with – so this is going to take the Spurs off the board for the rest of this draft. But I think this is an underrated team historically. 2015-2016 Spurs. Here's why. 67 wins, but you have to remember this is the Golden State. or They won 66 games, but this is the Golden State year. They win 73, so they're lost. They lose in the conference semis, but their kryptonite was the Thunder, who just had athletic wings that San Antonio couldn't match up against. The thing, though, all the teams, a lot of the teams in this bracket, slow pace or not so athletic power forwards and small forwards. So you look at it. They could theoretically match up against a lot of these teams. They're just a awesome regular season darling. They peaked at the wrong time because that Thunder team was just astronomically better from a just from an athleticism standpoint. But in a seven game series with you have Duncan, Kawhi Leonard, Lamarcus Aldridge, Tony Parker, and Manu Ginobili all in the same postseason, all in the same team matching up against whoever. Give me that any day of the week. And for the for an eight seed, I'll take that. So I'm gonna go with them. Colin, you're next with the last eight seed pick. I'm going to take the Warriors off the board, and it's not necessarily who you might think. I'm going to go with the 2019 Warriors. This is a team that was a KD injury away from a three-peat. Um, this is a Warriors team that, frankly, throughout that that playoff run, looked like the preeminent title favorite. They swept my team out of the water. Um, but, <laughs> you know, they still have Curry, KD, Clay, Draymond, and they added Boogie Cousins off his Achilles injury. And I know he wasn't his all-star self, but... He was still like a 10 to 16 point guy consistently off their bench. Um, And I think this Warriors team deserves more love. You know, it's tough to see the 2022 Warriors not be eligible now, but I think the 2019 Warriors for reasons similar to 17 and 18 should be on this list. So toughest Warriors omissions are then 2014, 15, and then the Rick Barry title team in what was it, 75. So 75, yeah. uh, hist- history heartbreaks me, but I can't. 2019 is better, man. That's a good team. So, Michael, you're on the board now with the nine seeds. The nine seeds. Okay, so I don't know if this is a tour de force team or they just managed to oust teams that were better than them, but I'm going to go with the 2010-2011 Dallas Mavericks. Yes. Now... This is a team that has top-level talent, they have floor spacing, they have elite guard play, and they have great shooting on top of the fact that they had one of the best, if not the best, version of playoff Dirk Nowitzki. And now that I'm starting to slot them into some of the other teams that they will have to face, they are going to basically get a quadrant of the bracket that features the 96 Bulls, the 86 Celtics, the 2012 Heat. Oh my God. (laughs) And that's also, that's okay. So 96 Bulls, 86 Celtics, 04 Pistons, 97 Spurs, or uh, 97, oh, 97 Bulls are also in here. Oh my God. That is a disgusting part of the bracket. Holy hell. 
Yeah, so 96 Bulls, 86 Celtics, 04 Pistons, 97 Bulls, 2014 Spurs, 2000 Lakers, and 2012 Heat. <laughs> the, that is insane. That, that, that is, you can make a case the only team they could beat is Miami because they beat them the year before. <laughs> yeah, maybe the 04 Pistons, I guess, because they can just shoot over the top of the defense. I don't know. Oh, my God. That, is, that, that bracket is atrociously bad, man. You got two Bulls teams, the 86 Celtics, multiple Spurs teams. Oh, that's bad. Okay, yep. that leaves me on the board with the next pick. I'm going to go with uh, – this is tough because I got a lot of options here, but I'm going to go with probably one of the best 90s teams to never or to never win a title, and that was the 92-93 uh, uh, Phoenix Suns. Uh, Apex Barkley, Kevin Johnson, who's a all-NBA candidate. You have Tom Chambers, a lot of uh, offense on this team. In the modern NBA, they'd be amazing. And if you're just talking like can they outscore one of these like slow-paced – defensive-minded teams. I think they can, honestly, given if we put them in 2022. So give me the 92-93 Suns. And, Colin, that leaves you next with, uh, with the next pick. You know, a lot of different directions I can take with this. I'm thinking of two Eastern Conference teams, but I'm going to go with the 2019 Toronto Raptors. Yes. And I know that pick, you know, maybe they came too early, but they were a team where Kawhi Leonard, in terms of every plus-minus metric, was the sixth-ranked defender on that team. Let that sink in. A former defensive player of the year was the sixth best defender on that team. A team that posted breakout Pascal Siakam, Marcus Gasol, obviously Kawhi. You got post-child Fred Van Vliet. OG Ananobi is a bench warmer at this point. He's suffering from appendicitis, for God's sake. So we don't even get to see him on that playoff run, really. Um, And of course, of course, Kyle Lau. I mean, this team was maybe not, you know, a top-end, multiple all-NBA-level guy team, but they had an MVP-level guy in Kawhi who many people said was the best player in the world following that season. Spoiler alert, he wasn't. Um, And you've got all the other pieces, the coaching that makes them a defensive team that, you know, they put the clamps on Curry a little bit. They had that box and one going on him. Um, It didn't stop him by any means. It it was kind of like a 2015 LeBron type of vibe where, you know, he's still going off, but you're limiting the efficiency a bit so you can live with it a little bit more. The Raptors put everything together that year, um, and they were my pick to win it all that year, or they were my pick to win the East that year um, before the playoffs, and, you know, they make me happy as a basketball enthusiast. All right, that leaves Mike on the board. Last pick of the nine seeds. Okay, so the last pick of the nine seeds. This is difficult now because it's hard. A lot of the best, a lot of the best franchises are gone. So but... you have, you still have a Bulls team to pick. You could pick the only the teams that have three. So only the Lakers, Warriors, Spurs, and Celtics are off the board. So just the four best teams of all time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I'm going to go with the first Jazz team that we're going to take here, which is the 96-97 team. Oh, God. It's a team that finished. Okay, so this is a team that had four different guys. Uh, All right, so they're not going to run into the flu game, depending on where they wind up in this bracket. But (laughs) this is also a team that has four different players who shoot at least 59% true shooting. This is the last season in which you get 
one of the better versions of John Stockton. This is his 10th straight season in which he posts a double-double. This is the MVP version of Carl Malone, which he averages 27-10-4, two steals, as well as a block per game. This is a team that can go tall, they can go small as well. If not for just running into Chicago, they might have won it all that year as they really showed no amount of physical resistance in the Western Conference. And that was a Western Conference that they had to go through, as we remember, the disfamed Olajuwon, Barkley, and Drexler-led Houston Rockets before that team morphed into Barkley, Pippen, and Olajuwon. (laughs) But this is a team that, yeah, they had all the shooting, they had the bigs, and they knew how to run a lot of different sets. If not for just the fact that they underutilized Jeff Hornacek, this team might have won the title and would have been higher on this list. Honestly, from an adaptability and versatility perspective, they actually could like not be horrible because they're actually like you put them in, you put them in now's rules like they're going to be very good. So I, I'm not I, I kind of like I'm I'm good with the pick. So that leaves me on the board now. Again, lots of different options here. I'm all about taking upside now with the value I'm given. Give me the 2015-16 OKC Thunder. Okay. This this is okay. a team that if remember if if we're doing the hypothetical matchups here they did play Golden State pretty well you'd imagine they had against, a three one lead you'd imagine that's, against the that's, that's pretty good <laughs> you'd imagine against any team that has a Curry like player on offense like maybe the 0-1-6ers that they come later the eighteen Rockets they can match up very very well against those teams they could play big or small. And even though they're not the, one of the best shooting teams in this bracket, they're actually probably one, like maybe one of the worst. You still have Durant and Westbrook at their apex playing together. Ibaka before he falls off. Like there's some guys on this team. And if you're talking like a 10 seed, I wouldn't want to play them. So give me the 2015-16 Thunder. And Colin, that lets you uh, with the next pick. All right. I believe we're at how many Bulls teams? We're at three. We're at three. Yeah, we got one more to go. <laughs> All right. I'm going to go with... The 98 Chicago Bulls. This team still had Jordan and Pippen. This was really their last dance, as we know. Um, You know, and Jordan comes up with one of the clutchest shots of his life. Um, But, I mean, same deal with this team from 97. Um, You know, you've got to mention this team. I love how all three of these Bull teams from that three-peat made it. um, (laughs) Because, damn it, I mean, they deserve it. Okay, Michael, you're on the clock. Next pick. 97, 98 Bulls are off the clock, or off the board, I guess. So, now... Mm, this gets hard. I'll go with the 2000... Yeah, I know. I'll go with the 2020-21 Bucks at this point. Okay. This is not really a dominant team throughout much of the entire regular season, but by the end of the season, you do get points for having the best player in the world. You also get points for having one of the all-time comebacks in the NBA Finals from down 2-0 to winning each of the rest of the four games, you get one of those weird, big, and middle-sized top-tier duos in the league at the time where you have Chris Middleton hitting 52% of his mid-range shots as well as 49% overall in the series. You also get points for Giannis having one of the all-time great finals he had three different. He had two different 40-point games, and then the, he had the 50-point closeout game in game six so you get to tie bob pettit for the most amount of points in the finals closeout game and on top of all of that you have 
the defense, as we all know, from Drew Holiday and Brooke Lopez. You get shooting, you get Pat Connaughton. You also have Bryn Forbes on the team at the time. And they get they get bonus points for kicking the shit out of Miami and a, a gentleman in a yeah, nice and a that was a, a team that knocked them out the year before. Yeah, similar to the '95 season where you get the Bulls and Magic, and then you get the Bulls and Magic in the following season when they sweep them. So all credit goes to those guys for that. And I don't see how really this is a team that can be completely left off. All right, that leaves me with my last pick for the ten seeds. I'm gonna go with a fun team here. I'm gonna do the O one O two Kings. So here's the thing, we have to remember that there won't be uh, there won't be Tim Donaghy, there won't be any scandals in this era. We're looking at a a team that honestly peaked too early, a forgotten two thousands team that peaked with Shaq, Kobe, Lakers, Garnett's Timberwolves, Duncan Spurs, Dirk's Mavs. Like it was just lost in that fold of awesome teams. But you have Weber at the peak of his powers. A lot of shooting on this team could go big or go small. Just to match up against a lot of these teams that lack versatility, I think they'd be a good pick. So I'm going to go with the King, the 0-1-0-2 Kings. Colin, you're ready to kick off our 11 seeds in the tournament. Let's go with another Blazers team, 1992. Yes. All right, we got Clyde Drexler, obviously, you know, one of the best two-way wings ever. You know, obviously, we all know about him. But this was another really, really deep roster that had Buck Williams, a former sixth man of the year, coming off the bench as well. You got guys like Clifford Robertson, Jerome Kersey, you know, a bunch of switchable guys who give this team a lot of flexibility. And then you got one of the better passers of all time, Terry Porter, on this team as well. One of the more underrated players of all time. You know, this team was just so unfortunate to run into the Bulls and MJ. Um, the Blazers deserve to be here again. Well, and quietly during a competitive stretch made two finals because uh, they also made the 91 finals and just lost. Or, no, it was the, the 90 finals 90. and they lost to the Pistons. Yeah, so they're a good team. Micah, you're next on the clock. Okay, so I think I might go with the last champion that we're missing that's not one of the Celtics or Lakers teams that are off the board at this point. But I'm going to go with the D-Wade-led Heat in mm. 0506. Oh, interesting. So, okay. Yeah, you still get an aging... Shaq, as well as the best version of Wade to that time, where he's averaging 34 a game in the NBA Finals. This is a season which he first finished top seven in MVP voting. So you do get points for having great regular season as well as great playoff run. And this is a time in which D Wade was also shooting 15 free throws a game because he was just going to the rim and relentlessly <laughs> attacking. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you're really going to get the same calls against some of these great defenses, but this is also one of the top seven defenses that season. So I don't see any reason why this team, given the fact that they were an NBA champion and had to go through the Pistons, who they lost to the year before as well as lost to the year after, were not going to make it because that was one of the all-time great defenses that they had to go through just to get there. So then I, it's funny because my next pick is actually a little bit cheating, but I, I'm allowed one cheat like you guys. I'm going to go with the 0405 heat. I think that the 0405 heat are a little bit better because Wade was still pretty good in the playoffs, but not, of course, like the MJ peak he had in 06. Shaq was a MVP runner-up in 05. I think from a, a, a bench perspective, the 05 team was actually better but Wade hurt his shoulder in game five or six of the Pistons series. They actually, Miami wins like 59 games or 60 games. No, it was 59 or so games in 05. They win like 53 and 06 because they kind of struggled. So you have healthy Shaq, healthy Wade, 
a great bench. And you can argue that Miami could have won the title in 05 if it wasn't for Wade's injury. So, But I agree. Both those teams deserve to be on here. By the way, that officially caps out Miami. So nobody can pick a Miami team moving forward. And Colin, that leaves you on the board now. All right. So many different options to consider here. Um, you know, hmm. See, I'm going to go with the 1970 New York Knicks. Yeah, they were. They, they had to be picked eventually. <laughs> Got to include the captain, Willis Reed. Um, you know, he played injured. Um, and this was a team overall that just shut teams down with its defense. Just a theme of that time. Um, you know, I think the Knicks defensively have answers for a lot of different guys. And they even beat a Lakers team, you know, before Kareem got there, granted. But, you know, they beat a team that had jerry west on it um this Knicks team was talented in its own right you got dave the butcher in his twilight years as well um you know you got willis reed obviously phil jackson was a player on that team and of course you got clyde frazier yeah good this was a team that from top to bottom was known for its defense and that's what won them championships and they helped create the mantra defense wins championships so I don't know about you, Micah, but I think beginning with the 12 seeds, which you're on the clock for now, I think probably the the teams available kind of drops off a bit. Like now we're looking at just like, can we squeeze out enough value for these top four seeds to have a competitive series, right? Because there, there's some value here, but I think it kind of tapers off. Yeah. So here's where you do get into the value part of this, which is my next pick. And that's going to be the 93-94 Rockets. Okay. You do get points for having arguably the best single season from an individual player, which is obviously when Hakeem wins MVP, finals MVP, defensive player of the year, first team all defense, first team all NBA, finishes third in scoring that season, as well as the fact that he was the number one BPM player and he was the number one defensive win shares player overall. So... You get all of that, plus you get the fact that they make it all the way through. They made it through two different teams that were also led by top five MVP candidates in the regular season. And then you also get to the Barkley-led team by the Suns in the NBA playoffs. Then by the time you get to the NBA finals, they're facing the excuse, er, 94. Yeah, 94, that was the next, yeah. Yeah, they get the next year, and they win after Barkley saves the deal in Game 6 with the block on Starks. Then you get in Game 7 an all-time dominant performance from him. They, among other NBA champions, are not really anything special, but you're also getting to the point here where teams get points for being NBA champions, and that's kind of that at this point. Okay. I've got – so I, I, my next pick is a very underrated team. Gets overshadowed by the 96 Bulls. Give me the 95-96 Seattle Supersonics. Uh, no team played the Bulls better than this 95-96 team. You had Gary Payton, the only, one of the – at the time, he was the only – one of only two guards to have a DPOY. You had Sean Kemp kind of like before he really fell off. So you've got two guys at their top. In 96, I'd say Payton and Kemp are both like two top eight to nine guys. They're definitely in the top 10, though. So give me the 95-96 Sonics versatility, defense, uh, and more importantly, they can really put the clamps down one of these good offensive teams in our bracket. Well, I'll, I'll tell you this. Where they are currently slated, 
their first round matchup would be the 2018 Warriors. Oh, okay. Fun, <laughs> fun matchup there. They can, they can lock them down. Uh, Colin, you're next with another 12 seed pick. All right, how about we go with a team that lost in the second round? Um, you know, I think the whole way that they lost was a fluke because, of course, the lawnmower comes out. But I'm going to go with the 2020 Bucks. Okay. You know, this is a team that, you know, had the best Giannis season of his career that year, I think. Uh, I mean, at least statistically. But, you know, Giannis at his best, still have Chris Middleton. You know, Drew Holiday's not in the picture yet. But this was a team that was a defensive unit, and by every means, deserves to be on this list. I, I like the pick. Uh, Micah, last pick from the 12 seeds. Last pick from the 12 seeds. Lots of, lot, lot of, uh, lot of uh, hidden gems in this list. I still got a couple that I think can, can make some noise. <laughs> Jeez, I don't know, man. All right, so I guess I'll go with another... All right, you know what? I'll go with the 2018 Cavs. Okay, I like it. Fourth seed, where you also get points for having arguably the best LeBron James version that you're going to get, which I think in this tournament is going to help you get through some of these first-tier teams, or excuse me, the first-round teams they may face. As we know, that was a 34-9-9 on average from LeBron during those playoffs on 54, 36, and 75 splits. So you're going to get points for having just the one-man wrecking crew. And as we've seen, some of these other teams have gone all the way with a one-man wrecking crew. They just unfortunately had to run into the 2018 Warriors. So now that I'm looking at where they're going to slot in, the 2018 Cavs are going to run into the 89 Pistons in the first round. Oh, that that'll be a that'll be a matchup to talk about for sure. So that leaves so that leaves me on the board now to start the thirteen seeds. This is where there's a lot of value still left, but I think it kind of tapers off. I'm going to begin with an underrated team that isn't, it, shall we say, isn't a lot of news headlines nowadays. Give me the twenty 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 one Brooklyn Nets. This is a team that will still have Harden, Durant, and Kyrie at the peak of their powers. In this tournament that... Uh, Harden's not at the peak of his powers, bro. <laughs> okay, Harden... How about this? Harden before the donuts happened in Philadelphia, shall we say. This is a team where, if I'm looking at it, they have a, an off... They're probably the best offensive team. I would say they're a top five offensive team just, like, in the playoffs. They, they were so damn good in 2021. And you have to remember that they could have beat that Bucks team, but Kyrie's injured in game four. Harden, the hamstring's gone by game one. They, they can make some noise. They have three of the top 15 guys in 2021. I, I think they're a good team, so I'm going to go with the 21 Nets. And You're not going to like who they're playing in the first round here. It's they're, playing, they're playing the 97 Bulls. <laughs> it, it, it's all about value with the 13 through 16 seeds. It's all about value. <laughs> um, I'm actually going to revise my previous Bucks pick to the 2022 version for the 12 seeds, if that's okay. That's, yeah, um, we can do that. Okay, so 2022 Bucks. Um, are going to be the 12 seed, um, moving the 2020 box to the 13 seed. But on the topic of the 2022 bucks, they're a better version. They have Drew Holiday instead of Bledsoe. Um, I don't know why, you know, that slipped my mind, but, um, you know, give me them there. I mean, this, this team was a Chris Middleton injury away from, in my opinion, probably winning the finals. Um, you know, I don't think we should overlook that. This team was on the front, on the cusp of winning back to back. Giannis had his best season yet. Um, this is a no-brainer. I like that pick. So 
Uh, that takes the Bucks, by the way, off the board, and there's one Cavs team left. So, uh, but that's just the announcement. That's the only team that has, like, three left. So, Micah, you're back on the clock. Okay. So, I'm going to go with a team that got upset in the NBA Finals, but was also considered to be one of the best upsets of all times when they lost. Which, here, let me pull it up. I think I know where you're going with this. Is really? it 95 Magic? <laughs> no, it's oh. not. But that was also, that's also a team that I have further down the list. Okay. We'll see if we get to it. But, okay, so this is a team that, while they lost to the 75 Golden State Warriors in the NBA Finals, oh, yeah. when this team pulled, yeah, so they we get the Washington Bullets, who were 60-22 and 22 that season, you're going to get Elvin Hayes and Wes Unseld in the front court, which makes up one of the all-time great twin towers that you're going to have, as well as some other guys that can spread the floor and make shots from the outside. They didn't really host any kind of resistance throughout the Eastern Conference playoffs and came within really an arm's reach of winning the NBA Finals. Rick Barry had to average 36, 6, and 5 in the NBA Finals in order to be able to pull this off in terms of that upset. So you get another 60-win team that comes within winning a game of the NBA Finals, and I think that that also is good enough of good enough in order to make this lower tier end. Okay, I like it. So that leaves me next on the clock with the last of the 13 seeds. Give me another what-if team here, the 06-07 Phoenix Suns, Nash and Amari Stoudemire and Sean Marion. Remember, uh, the Suns are in this series, and then Robert Ory shoves Steve Nash, and the rest is history. And in an offensive era, they would peak very, very well in this tournament. So I'm going to go with them. And Colin, you're going to begin picking our 14 seeds. How did this team fall so far? The 1990 Pistons. The bad boys still. Yeah. Uh, you know, they weren't as good as the year before, but, I mean, they still got to Jordan. The Jordan rules were still a thing. Um, you know, Isaiah Thomas, you know, he took more of a backseat in his championship years from being a guy who was a consistent like 20 and 13 guy to more of a 18 and 10 guy. But still, you know, he was the focal point for them offensively, defensively. You know, they shut down Jordan better than anyone in history. Um, They got to get another one of those bad boy teams on here and they should be higher. I don't know why it slipped our minds, um, but we'll put them here. (laughs) That'll be fun. (laughs) All right, Micah, you're on the clock. Okay. Other team that I have to... Oh, actually, you know what? Let's go to the 2003 New Jersey Nets. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is the team. Yeah, so you get Kidd. You get Richard Jefferson. Kenyon Martin is still on this team. And if not for the fact that they ran into the Spurs as well as the Lakers, depending on which year. And this year, of course, it was the Spurs they ran into in the NBA Finals, which it took... Duncan having a near quadruple double to close them out. This is a team that ran through the Western, ran through the Eastern Conference as well as the playoffs. Their defensive independent ranking, which is basically a way to judge how they would be able to adapt to each era. They were one of the best teams of all time. The New Jersey Nets are worthy of what a fourteen seed. They are a fourteen seed. Yeah, they deserve it. Guess who they're playing in the first round? Who? <laughs> the twelve, the two thousand twelve Heat. <laughs> oh my god! 
come on. That that that's uh that's that oof, LeBron's gonna have a field day with uh Kevin Martin and Wash Mutombo <laughs> and Tog McCullough. So yep. I'm surprised this team fell all the way down in retrospect. Give me the two thousand five, two thousand six Dallas Mavericks. No Tim Donaghy, no betting no Dwayne Wade twenty free throws a game. You're gonna have a team that is underratedly very, very deep and just so much good talent on the team. Give me the O five, O six Mavs. All right, let's go back in time a little bit here for this next one. Let's go with the 1958 St. Louis Hawks, all right? <laughs> Bob Pettit and Cliff Hagen, one of the best duos in history that's not really talked about. You know, you've got guys that complement each other well. You know, Pettit, obviously, an inside, you know, 20 and 15 type of guy. You know, really just one of those early preeminent maulers at the big man position. But Cliff Hagen was one of the best and most versatile scorers of his time as well. Um, the two of them strung together uh, some great years together. Um, you know, this team maybe doesn't stack up as well record-wise, but, you know, they are a champion. They beat the Celtics of all teams, you know, that, right? Like the Celtics in those days, it takes a lot yeah. to beat them. Yeah. Um, you know, and the Hawks did that. You know, they had a versatile, you know, set of offensive scorers. And, you know, I think they're a fun team to pick here. Yeah. yeah like the first round. <laughs> They're playing the 08 Celtics. <laughs> Look, it's a rematch. <laughs> oh, so I mean, they're screwed. But. Well, technically, the 08 Celtics struggled against the 08 Hawks, and they took them to seven games. Okay. So maybe there's a history repeating itself here. I love it. So, okay, if there's any team you think deserves representation, we're at the 15th seed and 16th seeds here. So we have eight teams left to pick among the three of us. So if there's any final calls here for teams to be in our top 64, might as well go ahead. So, Micah, you're on the clock. 15 seeds. Oh, okay. So I think that this one is a major omission, and they're just one of those unfortunate circumstances teams. But they're going to be the last Cavs team that we get to take, which is the 2017 Cavs. Okay, yeah. <laughs> they fall yeah, this far. There's really no explanation needed here besides the fact that I guess we all forgot to put them. <laughs> but they will be facing the 84 Celtics in the first round. So, they're, yeah, they're toast. They're, they're done. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the, the, the bottom three seeds just matter for stylistic yeah, can we value. switch the 17 and 18 Cavs, please? We, we can do that at the end, yeah. We'll, we'll, we, they, they deserve a little Come on, bro. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I'm next on the clock here. I'm going to go with an underrated team I hinted at, the 94-95 Magic. Shaq and Penny, you'd imagine that if uh, Nick Anderson doesn't miss those free throws that they probably could win game one and probably give Houston a better series. But you still have Shaq and Penny. Like I think that matters for just like who you're going up against. So give me the Magic at 95. So, Colin, you're up. All right. Um, you know, a bunch of different directions to go here. I don't really feel like using my cranium and thinking too much. I'm going to go with the 1990 Trailblazers. Um, same reason as the 1992 team. Uh, got to shower them with some love. Got to put them here. You know, they're another fun team that, you know, ran into unfortunate circumstances. They would have had to beat either Chicago or Detroit. Um, you know, and they really ran the West throughout those years. I think the Blazers have to be on here a third time. All righty, uh, Micah, you're on the clock now. Last pick for 15 seeds. Yeah, last pick for 15 seeds. I'm going to go with the 98 Utah Jazz. Of course. <laughs> this is a team that was just a hair below where they were in 97, which is also why they're lower than them on this list. 
They face a weaker Chicago Bulls team that was limping into the NBA Finals after the the seven-game series against the Pacers. But I honestly feel like this is one of those seasons where if you just flip the 97 Jazz team with the 98 Bulls team, then you might actually have an, a Utah Jazz NBA champion. But this is also one of the reasons why they were weaker is because John Stockton really took a step backward and it took some other guys to step up from this team in order to actually get to the NBA Finals. Now we're into the final four teams of this bracket. Nearly two hours later, we, we finally plowed through all the teams. It's, it's impressive. So second, uh, another Thunder team, because I've got one left to go. Give me the uh, 2011-12 Thunder. Uh, yes. Th- this team, I think just from a uh, – you're going to have Harden, Westbrook, and Durant on the same team, and Ibaka, all like 25 and under. Uh, you know, there's a fun team. They beat – who, I, they beat the Spurs this year, and they beat the Thunder, or the the Lakers this year. So they've beaten like these quality teams before, and against a if they match up against the Miami Heat, you know they could uh, maybe they could run it back again. So I'm gonna go with the 2011. I'm gonna hate who they're gonna play in the first round though. It's gonna be like the like the '96 Bulls, right, or something stupid. No, they get the one Lakers. Oh, they're oh they're toast. Okay, so it'll be, <laughs> but it, it's some finals experience for a team that needed it, so they get better experience. Okay, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Colin, last pick. Any representation, you take this team now. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm sorry to be a homer here. I'm going to take another Blazer roster, but... You hey, know, you're, you're our Blazers team. representation for this pod, so... Hold on, hold on. This is a team <laughs> that, if you look at how their season unfolded, you know, if you li- if you two had lived through this the time with this team, you know, I, you know, I was just a baby. You know, I, actually, I wasn't even born, technically. Oh, is right? this the, uh, two, okay, this is the 2000 Blazers, it. right? I thought you were going to say the 2000 Blazers. Yeah. 2000 Blazers are a team that should have won the damn title. You know, I, I really don't want to talk about it. You know, I had to hear it from, you know, I had to hear people all around me complaining about it when I was a kid, um, you know, but I think this team deserves to be there because they've got a ton of talent, you know, and they've got an interesting roster because they've got a lot of guys who, you know, are all-star level guys who are maybe like at the tail end of their prime, but when they've all come together, you know, it's kind of like they – form something special um you know you got a roster with young Rasheed Wallace young Bonzi Wells young Damon Stoudemire though but you got older vets like Steve Smith Arvidas Sabonis Scotty Pippen Jermaine O'Neal or a younger Jermaine O'Neal um you got Greg Anthony on that team um you got so many different starting level guys on that team um you don't you might not have like a superstar but this is a team that kind of fits a mold of some of the parts teams that we've seen in years past and a team that really had Kobe and Shaq on the ropes, if not for a meltdown in game seven, but this team would have won the title that year. In my opinion, had they gotten past the Lakers, which they should have. Um, but I think the Blazers deserve another mention here. Micah, did you think he was going to say 2019 Blazers? <laughs> I, okay. The reason that I was grimacing is because I thought he was when he, as, as soon as he mentioned the fact that, like, oh, they should have won the title, I was like, oh, he's about to do this. Like, <laughs> if they don't blow the games against the Warriors or if, like, Dame and CJ hit, like, a big shot here or there, they get past the team. I'm like, bro, <laughs> don't do this. <laughs> no, the, 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 this. the OO like, Blazers like, belong on my list. They, the, they deserved it. They were good. The healthy Raptors in the finals probably would have beaten the Blazers, but – uh, I'm just educating you guys. Yeah, right? yeah. I'm, I'm dropping some knowledge here. I, I, I appreciate it, man. Okay, Micah, second to last pick of the whole draft. Second to last pick of the entire draft here. 
It's like, hold it now or forever say your piece with, if you, if you okay. forget a team. I'm going to go with the 1980 Philadelphia 76ers. Oh, they were they were my next pick, this dude. Is, Good shit. Yeah, I mean, okay, this is the best team, or the, all right, this is the best version of NBA-level Julius Irving you get, as well as the fact that this is the first year that Andrew Tony is at the peak of his powers. You still have other guys on the roster that can make plays and make shots. This is also a time when you get an MVP on the team where that's obviously going to help you in the NBA playoffs versus some of these other teams. So, without further ado, yeah, the 1986ers. Okay, so because this is the last pick, I'm going to go a little wild here with my last selection. There's a lot of teams represented, but I want to get a new team represented in here with the last pick. The 2013-14 Los Angeles Clippers. You can argue out of any of the you can argue out of any of the years this was the year for them to win the title just because you look at it and OKC and San like out of all of the teams this was the peak Clippers but they blew the Thunder series really bad but you still have top five MVP Blake Griffin prime CP three DeAndre Jordan like you've got and you've also got depth on this team like the problem with the Clippers teams their depth sucked and Mike I think we joked about this in one of our last pods but this fourteen team actually had like some guys like a play so. It's also a fun pick. They're going to get creamed by the 86 Celtics, I believe, as their first round matchup. <laughs> or the- yeah, so they – okay, so because it, it snakes around and comes all the way back to the first overall seed, they get the 17 Warriors. Oh, so, the so they're round. still toast because they couldn't beat the Warriors in a normal – they couldn't even match true, up to the yeah. – so they couldn't match up with the Warriors because they lost before the conference finals every year, but <laughs> – it, uh, they'll get them here. So we've made it to the end of our bracket. And in another part, we're going to do the actual unleashing of the bracket, the final seating, and then debate some of these uh, teams out and some of these games. But before we end kind of this portion of the, the 150th special, Colin, what is kind of your big takeaway just from drafting these teams, uh, looking back through historical uh, lane, shall we say? You know, before we get to that, Dom, I'm actually, you know, I've, this slipped my mind before the podcast started, but from one executive producer to now another, I want to congratulate you. Oh, on the for news live at six. Thank you. Oh my God, a little congrats, yeah. double congratulations on the seventh. Yeah, I appreciate it, man. It's a uh... your tail off. You know, I know it's you know it's a big special episode for you. You know, I want to you know draw attention to the fact that you know everybody for everybody who listens to Duncan with Dom. All right, this is one of the most down to earth. One of the most genuine, one of the most, you know, devoted people to his craft. You know, he he hustles. You know, oh, he's thanks, man. He's about <laughs> it. You know, and I just want to congratulate you on a huge achievement. Um, so, with that out of the way, um, you know, in terms of main takeaways here, um, it's that our memories just seem to not work sometimes. Uh, <laughs> you know, we just forgot some really obvious teams. And realized later on, you know, with the 17 Cavs, for instance, uh, with the Bad Boy Pistons the second time. But still, I think, you know, we did a pretty good job of formulating a list that best represents the best teams in history. And I think we did a great job of ignoring, you know, the pure basic win or loss component of if a team won the finals that year. Um, you know, like with the 16 Warriors, you know, it's I'm glad that, you know, we were able to understand that just because you don't win the title doesn't mean that you're not better than teams that have previously won a title. Um, So I'm very glad that we were able to include a lot of teams that didn't necessarily win. And I'm also very glad that we imposed that four team limit 
because it would have been boring as hell to see the Lakers and Celtics on here 10 times each. <laughs> well, so uh, to, to bounce off that too. I would rather die than have to pick between 10 Celtics or Lakers teams in a bracket. Yeah, it, it would have been like 90, 90, uh, 63 Celtics, 65 Celtics, 68 Celtics. Right, nobody London. wants that. Nobody wants that. And so, nobody likes those teams. But, you know, um, I'm going to die. So <laughs> here's the thing. I actually think – get you demonetized or whatever given our generational uh differences shall we say in terms of like we didn't see a lot of these teams growing up because you know we didn't see you know like the 1958 hawks play in a finals i will say we did a good job representing a lot of the common a lot of these really good iconic teams that get lost historically and i feel i still think in a modern game could match up pretty well like uh any of those bird celtics teams would have been great in today's era uh, even the 67 Sixers, just having Wilt and multiple guys who can move off the ball. I think we properly rated a lot of the teams that were underrated, like the 14 Spurs, the Pistons in 89, a lot of those teams that get credit. And then I think generally the reason why a lot of the picks 12 through 16 for those seeds are modern teams in any like with anything NBA history related, you're gonna prioritize the modern teams just because you've seen it play out, and you also know that they can match up against other modern teams. It's 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 a risk to take, you know, like the nineteen seventy like another Knicks team from the seventies where it's like okay, like they're good for this one season. Do I think this random iteration in the seventies can match up against like a Warriors or Bulls team from later on? Probably not because it wasn't that advanced. But I think we did a good job with that. Uh, Mike, any final takeaways before we wrap up this part of our bracket segment? I mean, I'm just looking at the rough bracket that we have here. Man, there are a lot of really good teams. And just thinking about how these teams play out, being able to regulation or being able to standardize the rules is probably so important because just some of the ways that these teams like to attack, it's so interesting because they're going to have to clash their styles in order to fit all of the talent, even on one court. And it's just so exciting. This was an amazing episode. I am beyond thankful to be able to be a part of it. And this was really fun. All right, well, 150th episode special is in the books, but there's more because we got to now do the impossible task of debating all of these games until the end of time. So that'll be maybe at least another two parts right there alone. But, Colin, 150th special, it was great to have you on yet again for another monumental uh, monumental episode. And then Micah, of course, my mainstay podcaster for over a year and a half now for the 150th as well. Both of you guys, thank you so much. Appreciate everything. Thank you. Appreciate you so much, Dom. This has been, you know, this has been a blast. Um, any opportunity to talk about the Blazers and basketball is one that I will take advantage of. Um, and it's good to see you guys, too. I mean, you know, it feels like a long time since all three of us have been on a pod together. I just feel like, you know, we're the three stooges out here a little bit. But oh, there'll be, There's a lot more content coming on the way. I need to maximize you guys before you guys graduate and leave me alone senior year. So there's a lot more, a lot more fun uh, history pods coming along. But, yeah, thank you guys so much. And, again, the rest of the series, once we break down the bracket and, you know, wrap our head around what we just did for two hours, uh, it'll all come to it in the upcoming weeks. But thank you guys so much. Thank you.